Yo, what up? Good morning. It's your girl, Kilowa. I am driving in circles again. <laughs> I just dropped Braylon off to her dad's and like, can I please, for the love of God, tell you how much this little girl hates school? Please. For like just an instant. Okay. Because We've all hated school, right? But this is like another level, okay? This sweet little thing was like silently sobbing. And this isn't the first morning that she silently sobbed the entire way from Northeast Portland of Beaver Creek, Oregon. Like, that's a while to be silently sobbing in the car. And it's so pitiful and sad. Like, it's, it reminds me of the first time she ever got hiccups. And like her whole body would shake and we would freak out because she would rattle and she was just so tiny. And we were like, what the fuck, man? That's not normal. That why is she moving like that? You know, like we would freak out. And like initially I laughed because like bro was really freaking out. He was like, should we take her in? And I was like, no, it's just <laughs> it's just your first kid. And it's the first time she's ever gotten hiccups. Um, and Jacob had had them before. So like I knew what they were. I was just like, it, yeah, it sucks to watch a little thing like that shake like that you know it doesn't feel natural um but it is and I don't know if hating school like this is natural from my own personal opinion because I'm not a huge fan of our public school system like if if it were up to me I'd be putting her in private school but we don't have that kind of funds you know like the way our bank account is set up (laughs) it doesn't work like that (laughs) so Um, I was looking into different ideas, like back when I had, uh, I mean, another year off back when I had gotten my DUI, um, I stayed home for a year and I would watch Ted talks and like educate myself on different things that I just wasn't aware of things I wondered about, you know, just learning. Cause that's my favorite thing. And like, as I'm sitting there, Watching these TED Talks, there was a topic that came up that was called unschooling, okay? And um, it was this kid that basically sat there and explained, like, how he was basically, like, flunking out of school in middle school. Like, it was his first year of middle school, very similar to Braylon, and how he just didn't adjust because he didn't have any inspiration or passion to fucking be there. Like, he was, like, literally... I left the home that I loved to go be with people I didn't know that well, learning boring shit and being taught stupid rules. Like, I didn't see a purpose in it. And because, like, I get really frustrated with our schooling system because it'll tell really intelligent kids that they're not smart. Because the whole grading criteria is centered around standardized testing. And so when you're training your children to take these tests, they're not actually learning the subject matters. They're learning how to make the best educated guess and how to problem solve something strategically. But you're not teaching them like literature and philosophy and like all kinds of shit, science, you know. So (coughs) sorry, I just suck. Let me take a drink. It's like so early and my mouth is all dry. Okay. And so he explained how his parents took him out of school and they did something called unschooling, 
where it was nothing like school, where he would go to science museums and learn the subject matter at hand, like in applying real world shit, which I personally think Braylon would would do much better at. I mean, she does well in dance. So she does a little bit better in like a physical, like if you change her physical environment, she seems to do really well. You know, um, I'm not a teacher, obviously I'm not a teacher, but I do spend a lot of time learning. And I know that when somebody's really bored, they, they end up being miserable. It's just the same as with work. I mean, if you don't find what you're doing emotionally and mentally stimulating, you're going to get bored and it's, you're going to hate it. Like it doesn't matter if it pays you all the fucking money in the world you're going to hate your job. If you don't find a purpose in it, okay, or find any type of fulfillment, it's going to feel like work because they're going to have to pay you to be there because you fucking hate it. And one of the reasons why I loved bus driving so much is because it never felt like work. I would just show up and fucking do the thing, go in the circles, and I would talk to people and I would learn all about their lives and converse with them and I got to be part of our city and I got to problem solve and strategize and look for missing kids and look for people who are, you know, at risk and missing or suicidal or, you know, cool things. I mean, obviously that's not cool, but like (laughs) it just felt like I was, it, it was a tiny job where you drive in circles, but for me it was way more fulfilling and meaningful and I really cherish that job and I can't wait to go back someday. But for now, it's like there's so much shit I have to take care of on my home department and that's fine. Like literally Pluto is transiting through my fourth house of mother right now. Like so it's just going to be this way for a minute and that's fine. Um, however, this morning I had the unfortunate experience of watching my child silently sob yet again. And so like, by the way, her dad is a fucking all-star like, because the last time something happened where Kayla had to leave for an appointment or something and we were late getting to the house because I had some stuff come up with Jake and I was just really like, for me, when I fight with Jacob, it's it's really difficult because I get really triggered um, because there's a lot of yelling. And, like, my PTSD is fucking terrible. So whenever somebody yells at me or I feel like the situation's repeating itself to a really unfortunate time in my life where there was screaming and toxicity, I get really volatile. And I get fucking weird. Like, uh... I don't know how to explain it. It's like the fight or flight thing kicks in and my main instinct is to fight. And that doesn't help in the event of trying to calm a fucking kid down who's got bipolar disorder and his medications like starting to kick in. So like we were not having a good morning and I I was very, very upset. Like it it really triggers me and I get really fucked up afterward and I have to calm myself down and I have to be alone. Like, so it makes it hard. Like I'm learning these things about myself now. Okay. Like it's really great to understand your life backwards, but that's just sort of how the cookie crumbled here. And, um, 
sorry. It is so fucking dry. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. So, I'm learning my life backwards. And the last time this type of event happened where... Because Kayla had to leave for her appointment because we were late. And Kayla left and locked the house. So, Braylon couldn't get into the house uh, to go to school. And... I don't do anything for myself ever. And I knew that the second that Jacob and I started fighting and that everything started going to hell in a handbasket, I was going to miss out on the one opportunity to do the one thing that I'm really passionate about, which is protest, because that's literally the only thing keeping me sane about this fucking topic. Okay. Palestinian thing going on right now, the fucking genocide in Palestine has driven me to levels of insanity that I can't, like of grief and sadness that I have to place that rage somewhere um, because I can't get on a fucking plane and go over there and do anything. So the one thing that keeps me feeling somewhat sane is the ability to go protest with people who are in support of the Palestinian people and what's going on over there. And so it feels good to be around like-minded individuals who have done their research and aren't fucking stupid and just watch the media because there was a fucking, what was it that I just read about? I think it was called Project Mockingbird, where basically the CIA and like the government like infiltrated our media. You have to look it up. It's called Project Mockingbird. And I could, I could be getting it wrong, but that's what I researched. That's what I, I saw somewhere. I don't know. I fucking research everything all the time, but that's the last thing I saw. Um, and it made sense, you know, like everything is literally biased. Like you have to, like, even when, you know, when I realized that, that I needed to do my own research on this entire subject matter was when October 7th happened, both media outlets were projecting the same shit. And I was like, nah, <laughs> you guys never fucking get along. So you tell me why you're both seeing the same side of this coin, because I promise you there's always another side of the story. There's always going to be another flip to that coin. And so I was like, mm, okay. So I started doing my own research and I will admit in the beginning, I think for a brief moment, I sided with Israel because I was uneducated and I just didn't understand what the fuck was going on. I just saw what the news headlines were saying. And I was like, oh my God, babies, women are being raped. What the fuck is going on over there? And then of course, like all the fucking programming that they've done for all these years, um, the second that you see a fucking Middle Eastern man running around with an AK-47, you immediately think of true lies. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, like every fucking 1990s movie you could fathom that has to deal with the bad guy. And then, of course, the Iraq war, which was 20 years of us just going into a country and stealing their resources and torturing their fucking population and then handing the country over to ISIS. But <clears throat> I digress. We're just going to put a pin in that one and circle back later because I am not getting into that. But I fell for it for a fucking second, like for a hot second. And then I was like, you know what? I haven't seen any of these rape videos. I haven't seen any testimonies of these women who've been raped or seen their dead body. I saw the one. We saw the one. And she kind of looked like that one chick from the 
from the, um, what is it? The fucking festival that was going on, the music festival, the, the mother, you know, like that one really got me. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, so when all that shit came out, I was like, okay, I'm going to do my own fucking research. And I took to Snapchat and I did the snap maps because I'll tell you right now, when I looked over in Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, people were eating Hamas. <laughs> they were eating Hamas. <laughs> they were eating hummus. Okay. And they were laying by a pool and working on their fitness and doing yoga and shit. Okay. Tel Aviv is like super posh. And then just 30 miles away was Gaza. And I was watching people get blown up. And I was like, yeah, so this seems super one-sided. <laughs> And I'm looking at kids crying and running terrified. And I realized I just broke down the fucking numbers. And I was like, okay, you got 2.2 million people. Um, 60% are children. Okay. 60% are children. That doesn't even factor in the women. Okay. And now I'm going to order a breakfast burrito. <laughs> because I'm taking Jacob to work on his first day. And he's so excited. In just a second. Hold on. Hi, good morning. I'm awake so early today. <laughs> can I get two, uh, wait, can I get three bacon breakfast burritos? Okay. Um, and that should be it. Three bacon? Yes. Thank you. Uh, I live right next to Don Pedro's and like, I was going through a bean and cheese burrito phase. I promise you hot girl summer is coming because I got my 20 year high school reunion and I already got all my supplements in the mail the other day. And I got my gym membership. So I'm just about to get my gear going. Like once I turn that shit on, it doesn't, it does not turn off. And, um, but prior to this, I've just been focusing on staying sober and like cleaning my house and shit. So just one moment. Hi. How are you? Good morning. I'm never awake as early. So I mean, I am, but like I don't usually come here. <laughs> Um, no, I have some at my house. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wait. Did I give you... Just a sec. I got it. Did I give you a 50? Yeah. Here, let me... Yeah. That's so rude. First thing in the day. Oh, my God. I would not do that to you. Okay, hold on. There you go. You guys just keep that. Thank you. And so I... um. Fuck, where was I? Oh, Yeah. Um, I was looking at the numbers and I was like, okay, 2.2 million people all in one fucking block where they can't leave because I did actually research like, because they called it the world's largest open air prison. And I was like, why is that? And I realized that they had to get visas to leave Gaza. Okay. So they have to be authorized to go in and out of these city walls that are bordered with IDF soldiers that have guns and barbed wire fences and a giant ass wall. And then they're surrounded by desert. Like, so yeah, it's a prison. And I was like, cool. Okay. So what's the likeliness that they actually get out? And I was finding that one of the ways that they suppress the Palestinian people is that they actually, uh, withhold their work visas. So just like whenever the fuck they feel like it. They, if they think that they're making too much money or working too much, then they will just 
deny their visa to leave. And they start panicking because they're not able to get work to feed their families. Now, in the West Bank, where my friend Gassan lives, he lives in Hebron. Whenever they need work, they can just go. Like, he has a little shop out there. He's actually got the last um, kefia. I always pronounce it wrong. It's like K-E-F-F-I-Y-E-H. It's a the Palestinian headdress. It's a scarf that they make that represents uh, solidarity with the Palestinian people. And it has to do with the fishnets and the birds and the ocean waves. And it's actually very um, symbolic and beautiful. It's everything that these people do is like really deep. <laughs> okay. Like even down to the fucking olive trees. And so I've immersed myself in researching this topic. So for me, I was really fucked up over the fact, sorry, I, I know I got on a tangent about that, but I got real fucked up about this whole situation where I wasn't going to be able to go protest because there was one falling out. Thank you so much. Have a good day. We'll see you guys later. Um, and so I got like super upset. I was like, dude, like, uh, you mean to tell me that because we woke up, I like literally I woke up maybe 10 minutes past my alarm, right? Which isn't terrible. It's actually not bad. Um, because I set my alarm, I have like 15 alarms when Braylon's got school and unless I fucking sleep on my phone, like we have a separate alarm that's loud as shit. And I knew that that one was set to go off and I was like, okay, well, I think that I slept on my phone and I missed one alarm, but I'm only 10 minutes late. That's fine. Like I set it ahead. Like we're literally like an hour and a half ahead of schedule just because I'm so bad at being late. And because I've been late so many times with Braylon and I know how much it, it increases her anxiety and stresses her the fuck out. I decided, hey, guess what? I'm going to wake my ass up an hour and a half earlier and be the mother that my kids fucking deserve. And so I started doing that. But the the drive and stuff has a tendency to... It depends on the traffic. But anyway, um, because of that, I have taken it upon myself to set numerous alarms and I'm trying, you know, like I'm really, I'm really proud of myself because I feel like I've definitely showed up the way that I never could. And I attribute that all to being sober. Like everything that I'm able to do right now, like I'm able to be there for my sister and my brother and reconnect with my family in a way that I probably never would have been able to because I was drinking and I didn't recognize how bad that was. Like, I didn't see what it did to me as a person on so many levels, especially psychologically. It just really fucked with my depression and I have a feeling it kind of fucked with my everything. And so anyway, um, we probably got about 20 minutes. Like I'm a little early getting to the house, so we're just going to sit and chat. I'll turn off the air so it's not so annoying. Sorry. But um, back to what I was saying. I was very upset that at that very moment, I was not going to be able to do the one fucking thing that I wanted to do that keeps me sane. I don't do anything for my, like ever. I don't fucking do anything for myself ever. And I even canceled, like I literally had a date the other night and I had to cancel because of some shit going on. And so I was like, okay, fine. <clears throat> and so, and I have already expressed to that person that I, 
just need like a break. I can feel myself needing a fucking break. Like, I don't care if it's a full-time job. At this point, I'll fucking take anything. I want to get the fuck out of this house because they're driving me. I love them. But my mother's Alzheimer's is progressing so far to the point where conversing with her is really hard. It's really difficult because she doesn't remember the conversation um, within five minutes of having it. And there are these online predators that I can't like, I'm not going to take away her ability to communicate with the outside world ever. Like I won't, I won't take away a lot of things that I probably should be more aware of. Um, and I monitor her shit really well just because I'm aware that there's fuckers out there that are trying to swindle little ladies who have Alzheimer's and you can tell because there's one particular guy who's got his target on my mom and he has come to her in the form of Jason Momoa um who else was it fucking the matrix dude Keanu Reeves and like she's so far into her thing that she legit thinks she's talking to like Jason Momoa and Keanu Reeves on like a romantic prospect, which is really sweet. And I'm fine to let her have those daydreams. Like, I'm not going to take that shit from her. She wants to fucking think that Keanu Reeves thinks she's hot stuff. Go for it. Like, yes, more power to you, sister. But I'm going to be watching that shit because these motherfuckers are like, well, if you just want to send me some money and I'm like blocked, <laughs> like, no, quit trying to take advantage of a little old lady. Like, and she doesn't have like her friends didn't take her out for her birthday because of the ice storm. I had tried to schedule her a birthday brunch and with the ice storm, it just fucked up her birthday. And so I have plans to do a uh, Winterhawk tickets to surprise her with those so they can go see a game with like LaVon or Nicole or Michael or something, you know, but like they haven't contacted me or her to try and schedule something for her birthday. And I think that honestly, it sucks for me to watch because I know that her friends are kind of get they're doing the same shit I'm doing where they're recognizing it's a lot harder to talk with her. And what she does talk about is Jason Momoa and Keanu Reeves. And she talks about some random ass guy who's, quote unquote, in the Middle East somewhere. And I said, well, the Iraq war ended. So I don't know exactly where this dude is stationed. Where did you say he was stationed? Because apparently his wife died of cancer. And he's raising his 13-year-old daughter on his own as a military personnel. And I thought to myself, like, there's so much shit right now that I'm picking apart. I'm like, first of all... Where in the Middle East is he stationed? Tell me where he's stationed. Because right now, I can only think of maybe, maybe Sudan. Sudan. And that's literally in uh, Northeast Africa. So it's not even close. Like, I was like, okay. So I'm picking this guy's story apart and I'm listening to her. It doesn't matter. I digress. All these things are tangent trains and I'm sorry. I just, I don't have the ability to stay focused this early and I'm going to keep drinking my caffeine. Maybe you guys will follow me. I'm so sorry. So moving on, let's circle back around. I was very upset that I wasn't going to be able to go protest. I had some shit going on with Jake that morning and my PTSD was fucking triggered. We were going back and forth and I've gotten to a place where I can calm myself down and get the fuck out of there. But it involves me usually leaving the house with everybody in it minus Jake just to... um 
diffuse the situation or to, um, I can't remember what it's like, um, deescalate. There you go. So we'll do that. Um, but it just throws a wrench into things, especially if you're trying to get ready to go to school or get the day going. Like if y'all have to get in the fucking car and bounce, like it makes it difficult. And so we were late getting back to Brent's house and Kayla had an appointment that she just couldn't like she couldn't postpone. She waited as long as she could, I guess, and locked the door so Braylon couldn't get inside. And I had a protest later on. And I guess Kayla had appointments throughout the whole day. So she locked the door thinking that we weren't coming because nobody communicated with her. And I asked Brian, I said, why doesn't she have a house key? <laughs> I was like, I was so fucked up over that shit. I was like, why does she not have a fucking house key? Where, Where is this logical that we have to wait? Like, is it seriously because you guys don't trust to give her a house key because you legitimately think that I'll do some shit with your house key? Because that's what it feels like. And I got really offended. And I was like... Like, I was already in my fucking feels. And then I was like, wait, so you're telling me she doesn't have a fucking house key? <laughs> Don't even tell me why. Do not even tell me why. Because right now I was like already fucking butthurt about Jake's thing. And then I got to sit there and think of the prospect that they legit think I would ever break into their house. Like I went into the house one time to get a pair of shoes for Braylon. And I was in and out in two seconds. And it was with the full agreement of Brent. And I was fast. Like, I didn't look at shit. I just went and I grabbed her fucking shoes and I left. And I did that respectfully because I recognize that that's their home and I don't want them to feel violated. Like, I don't. As much as I dislike Kayla, I don't want to make her feel violated in her home. Like, that's fucking weird. And so I was like, okay. So she doesn't have a house key. Cool. (laughs) How the fuck is she supposed to get her shit for school? So I started flipping out on him, which by the way, kudos to Brent for dealing with me whenever I'm flipping out because I know I am not a fucking, I'm not a delightful person (laughs) when I'm spazzing. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like can't get into her house to get her fucking school shit, which means now she's not going to school, which means now I can't go protest because now I'm going to be going back and forth between Braylon and my mom, like I don't leave Braylon with my mom because they get into it because my mom and her butt heads because my mom sometimes has the mental maturity of a, of a preteen when they're going back and forth. And I'm thinking to myself, somebody here has to be the mature person, but it's not fair to ask my mom to do that because she just can't. Okay. So it's, it's literally like having another teenager and they're both bickering, you know, so I don't leave them alone often. And I knew I was like, okay, so of course, like, because this one morning I woke up 10 minutes late and it put Jacob in a foul mood. And I'll tell you why Jacob was in a foul mood right now. Jake was in a foul mood because back in the day when I did drink, okay, and this is my shit that I'm going to own. I was a fucking asshole to him in the mornings. And so he gets triggered in the mornings if we are remotely feisty. Okay. And I think I said this in the last podcast, like I wish that I can go back and slap the shit out of old Kayla, like AKA me, um, and say, listen, like be a fucking mom. Don't be a fucking bag of shit right now. Just get up and take your kid to school. Cause he deserves to have a fully functioning mother. And so did Braylon and, and Brent did too. Like all of us 
deserved a sober Kayla and I just couldn't fucking step up and be that person. I don't think that I had suffered enough, honestly. I don't know why. I don't know what that's about. I have to figure that shit out in fucking deep therapy, but I feel like I was torturing myself somehow. And so because of that, he popped off and then I popped off because my PTSD kicked in. So we're both triggering the shit out of each other. And I realized that this is all going to escalate where I was not going to be able to protest, <coughs> which to me honestly mattered a lot. It really did. And, um, I was so eternally grateful because Brent left work early to go get Braylon and I was able to make it in time to go to the protest. And it's like, it's like things like that, that I will never let her fucking forget. Say whatever the fuck you want about how our shit ended. I really do truthfully believe that we would have probably worked out if there wasn't another party involved, because that's sort of what we ended up with. You don't make it to 50 fucking years. Like at some point there would have been another corner and we would have reached another milestone. We would have fallen back in love. It would have been fine. But the other party is the problem, you know, and that's the same thing with the whole David thing. But I've already talked about all that shit until I'm blue in the face and it doesn't fucking matter because guess what? It's over and it's done with and you can't beat a dead horse. So we're moving forward. And I'm sorry that I keep circling back, but I'm also trying to put things like that in perspective for myself so I can let go. And I'm trying my best. Okay. It does take me a little bit, but that's the autism. It's a hard thing to say goodbye. And so for me in particular, abandonment issues as well, it's hard. And I'm not just specifically geared to branch, just like my, my upbringing. I was raised by a single mom, like, like lots of trauma involved with being abandoned. And so that particular feeling that core feeling of being left is like the fucking clincher. And so I revisited that multiple times to understand that part of myself so that I can be stronger and bulletproof in that arena. <laughs> because that's what you do when you're going to war. It's wartime. So go check your borders and make sure that you're fucking strong on all your ends. And that's where it is for me. That's a weakness. And I was eternally grateful for the fact that he pulled it together for Braylon. Like, he knew that she was going to be with me and it might not be a happy situation where I would just be upset because that's literally like all that I wanted. And I really put so much on it. I think I actually cried at one point in the conversation and I was just feeling defeated with the whole Jake thing because I thought he lost his mod pizza job. But it turns out it was actually just his... um I guess he was trying to get a second job. And I'm like, dude, you've got to go to school too. Like you don't, you're not understanding this. Like you're going to be working and going to school. That's a lot. Okay. And he's going to school full time. So it's not like he can have two jobs and go to, like, he's not going to succeed in one. He has to pick it. And so I think I said that too. I keep repeating myself from the last episode. I'm sorry. Um, and so anyway, I just felt the need to really celebrate that part of it. Because it does matter a lot to me that Braylon has a dad that can show up for her. It is such a contrast between Brad to Brent. Like, Brad is like the spawn of Satan. And then Brent is like an angelic being. (laughs) 
even if even if him and I are fucking fighting, right? Like we all get it. Like Braylon's gonna come out priority. Like it doesn't fucking matter if we don't like each other. It doesn't matter if we don't agree. We both know that at the end of the day, that little girl and what she wants, her well-being and all of her feelings that she's got because she's got a lot of them is going to come to the forefront of our awareness. And that's what I am always eternally grateful for. And today did the same exact thing where Jacob's got his very first day at Mod Pizza. And I explained to Braylon prior, I said, listen, also side note, let's put a pin on what I was just saying. Yesterday, we surprised Jacob with a cat. Okay. Because Brad and his grandpa took off with the dog that Jacob paid $900 for, Scooby, and they won't give him back because now they've got a restraining order on Jacob and they won't give the dog back. Like there's no discussion of when Scooby's going to come back to Jake. There's no discussion about that at all. They're just like, well, sorry, our dog now. And now Jacob's lost yet another thing in his life that he thought would be there. So he also has abandonment issues and problems saying goodbye. It seems to be a generational thing. And um, I felt bad for him. You know, like I really feel for this kid. He's struggled with his mental health. His mental health has pushed so many people away. And I see my child struggling and suffering and there's nothing that I can do. You can't run from a monster that lives in your brain. You have to face that monster every day and you have to show up every day with the fucking voices in your head telling you that you're nothing, telling you that people hate you, telling you that people are going to leave you. Like that insecurity, that nagging, awful feeling of suicidal ideation that follows you everywhere. Jacob lives with that. And so outside of medication and God, he doesn't find relief. So that's why he would self-medicate with weed all the time. He has a diagnosed mental illness and not everybody understands what the fuck that means. But I do because I have one. (laughs) Like be it depression, be it on the spectrum, I know that there's something with me where I can't wake up and just be good to go. I have to have my ADHD meds. I have to have my antidepressants. I have to have enough sleep and water and nutrition. Like I have to have all these things checked off before I'm okay to function. And the same goes for Braylon. I mean, I, that's part of being on the spectrum is that you're so fucking sensitive. I mean, even down to the fucking socks, man, like it's brutal. And so Um, the sensory issues are a big deal and overload. So you do have like a lot of things like OCD and anxiety. And like, it's just really annoying to be extra. (laughs) That's what we'll call it. Let's, Let's call it spicy nice or extra, right? So I've watched Jacob struggle with this. And I said, you know what? We already have like, a little brood of kittens here. And honestly, like they only enrich my mother's life. My mom doesn't have a lot of friends. She's always enjoying the cats. Like the cats are her thing, man, that they make her happy. And I thought to myself, what's one more little cat to our little brood that we've already accumulated here? Like three of them are a lot older, so they're going to probably pass on. But right now I am just 
kicking myself because yesterday when we went to go get the fucking cat, there was a tag along. There was a little there was a little brother associated with this kitten and they're very attached and it was the last kitten of the litter and they asked if we could adopt both of them. It wasn't even that they asked. It was like Braylon picked up the other cat and I was holding the other one. And then she was like, you guys could just take both of them. And Bra- the way that Braylon's eyes. Oh, my. <laughs> hold on just a sec. <coughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me take a drink. The way that this little girl's eyes lit up, I was like, it was like watching the sun rise. And I was like, I'm totally fucked right now because I can't even argue because I literally just justified one more cat. And so it's like, all you have to do is open that door and be like, well, we already have all this stuff for the cats. Like, if I take care of the cat and blah, blah, blah. Like, there is no winning that. I was like, uh, no, like, no. And like, it just, <laughs> you should have seen me try so hard to sidestep that shot. I was like, no, mm. Yeah, see, the way that our bank account works, and Braylon was like, they're free. And I was like, God damn it. And so we got two cats. Fuck my life. We got two more cats. Here we are. We got a circus. It's a full-on fucking circus. And so I was like, great. Here it is. Uh, Jacob should be calling me soon. I don't know why I know that. Anyway, um, probably because it's clear. It's like getting close to eight. Anyway. We're only like an eight minute drive away from his work, so we're fine. But I'll 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 finish up. So we ended up with these two fucking cats. And they're cute as shit. Oh my god, they're so fucking cute. And I had told Braylon last night that she needed to go to bed. Uh the kids insisted on having their kittens in their rooms at night. So initially the plan was for the kittens to sleep together, but then both of the kids wanted their kitten in their room at night. So we split the kittens up, which is problematic if you are used to sleeping with another kitten and you happen to be a kitten. So both of them were up all night. (laughs) I'm sure Jacob's going to tell me the same story. And that one was meowing and pawing on Braylon's face. And I wish she would have told me. I didn't know this, but I was also trying to fall asleep. Um, because for whatever reason around the full moon, I am always wired. It's fucking irritating. And so I was just laying there trying to fall asleep so hard. And right as I was about to fall asleep, Braylon calls me and asks me what time we're getting up. (laughs) I was like, God damn it, Braylon. (laughs) So like, it was just a bit of a morning and I was like, okay, cool. Okay. I'm going to need some fucking caffeine. I'm going to have to explain some shit to baby girl. I said, listen, I know that you were up late. I can't help that. That was a choice that you made in order to have the cat with you. And that was your decision. And this is the consequence of your, of your choice. It's something where communication would have come into play. We could have put the cats together, maybe put them in my room. I'm already up anyway. Fuck it. Like, It doesn't matter to me if the two cats are in my room or in the kids' room. I don't care. It's just, like, the kids need to go to bed. So I'm over here, like, 
Braylon, this is where you should have communicated. You could have problem solved with me and Bubba. We could have found a solution that worked for all of us. And now you're tired and you have to go to school now. And I can't take you to school like I normally do. So you have less time to get ready. And I need you to accept that because right now I'm driving you to your dad's. And it was like trying to pull teeth to get her into the car this morning. So I knew she was going to have like a half an hour to get ready, which is not enough, especially if you're like me. If she's anything like me, she's going to want at least an hour and a half. And it's like, if she gets rushed, she's already not a morning person, as am I. And then if you get rushed, oh, fuck everybody. Oh, hell no. And then it's just like trouble. Like my big sister, I already know that if Lainey's up early... Is she not talking? You just like slide that woman a breakfast burrito and let her get ready on her own time. And then she'll come talk to you after. <laughs> like, that is how, that's how the cookie crumbles. And I don't know why the women in our family are spicy nice. Okay. So, um, that's what I conveyed to Braylon. And she starts having a full blown meltdown. She was silent sobbing. I thought it was because she hated school. I mean, I, she does this all the time. This is not the first time. And I've tried to talk to Brent about it a little bit. And I was like, listen, even if I just fucking homeschool her for like a year, maybe it'll help her adjust. I don't know. But I know that we're about to embark on some traveling. And it could be beneficial. I mean, we're going to be going to all these museums anyway for Nana. Like, she might as well go get cultured and travel with us. You know, it would probably be beneficial for her to see a couple other countries and go to the art exhibits there and fall in love with other cultures. Like it wouldn't be a terrible thing for her, honestly, to see the world as a bigger place than just the United States of America. Because I'll tell you what, this shit is fucking whacked. Like I have never seen a group of people who have been cash cows for the rest of the world. Like they're literally working us until we're 70. That's the new agenda. The average lifespan of the American citizen in the middle class is like 71. Okay. Middle class. If you're like middle class and work out and eat right and have like good genes, you might live until you're 102. That's the age range. We got 71 to 102. That's the bracket. And they want us to work, of course, until we're 70. So that means a lot of people will be working and then they'll retire and then they'll die. But we can't get you, we can't get universal health care and we can't get our student, like, not even free, not even free college. Okay. That's not even, I feel like we're back in the day when like they were just forming unions. Okay. Like they were paying people so little They I think they were paying them like 14 cents a day as the bare minimum. Okay. Before they formed the, the labor unions. And that would be the equivalent of making like, I think it was like, yeah, like four bucks a day now or something stupid. So like they were like literally fucking people over and they form these labor unions and they, um, they literally had to go to such great extremes just to get the bare minimum treatment, right? Like they're not even asking for like enough to buy a house. They just want enough to not get fucking like not starve death, starve to death. Sorry, I can't talk. 
they just wanted the bare minimum to like buy some bread and roses. It was called the bread and roses campaign. You can look it up. It was back in the day when my great grandfather worked for the fucking union, uh, union Pacific. Uh, he was a union member, sorry. And then they formed a union for the, the railroad workers. And so anyway, in a nutshell, and I'll summarize, cause I got to get back to Jake. Um, we're, we're literally like the cash cows of the world because we have so many people who are working two, sometimes three jobs all the way up until age 70. I know a guy that's working three at three different 7-Elevens, well, two 7-Elevens and one Dollar Tree. Like the people that I used to drive to work all had two jobs and none of them had cars and they were all trying their best every fucking day. And those people will work until they're 70 and a majority of their taxes are going to things like Israel or the Congo, like these genocides where we need these precious minerals from the Congo in South Africa. And now we're going to enslave these children and put them into mining camps. And then we're going to take those precious minerals and we're going to put them in a chip and we're going to go over and blow up this fucking city full of children with that chip. Uh, oh, by the way, we're paying for both of that. Like that's what our taxes are actually going to. And then if you look at the fucking rich, like they're all getting tax breaks. Like we are a bunch of cash cows and I am so excited to get the fuck out of America for just a couple of weeks just to get, I mean, it's still even improved my fucking passport at this point because I'm sure I'm on like five fucking lists. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, that's the topic at hand today and I hope that you guys are having a lovely morning. Uh, what is today? Today's Monday. Happy Monday. I will probably wrap this up because Bubba's going to come out soon. He's got work. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch base with you and see what you guys had going on. Let you know what's going on with us. And just give a shout out to Brent for being a fucking cool ass dad. I had to make a fucking podcast about it because I was like, dude, like, he's like, okay, okay, I'll take her. I'll take her. Because initially, and I'll finish this. He he was like, yo, I'm about to leave the house. Because I asked him, I was like, are you home? And he didn't know that Jake Scott his first day of work, he didn't know that Braylon was having a hard time with it. And he didn't know that she didn't get a ride to school, that she was going to have to ride the bus. So she was going to have less time to get ready. So I said, is there any way that Kayla could take Braylon to school because she really doesn't want to ride the bus today? And I know that Kayla usually gets up early. Every time I drop Braylon off, she's always up. Um, I don't know what her schedule is like. That's why I asked Brett and he was like, well, she's still sleeping. So I don't know. And I was like, okay, like, I guess that's a no, like probably not, you know, if somebody's still sleeping, like you're not going to ask him to get out of bed and drive somebody to school. So I was like, okay, well, never mind. Like I just started prepping Braylon for having to get on the bus. And she, it was just like the most heartbreaking thing. And when I was explaining that to Braylon, we got to Brent's house and he waited for her and he ended up driving her to school. And I was like, dude, you're a fucking rock star. Like, <laughs> he's like, well, I have to drop her off early. But like, I just, I have work that starts at eight, but I can take her and then, you know, cause it's on the way. Um, whereas mine, I have to drive like an hour into Portland. So 
it's definitely out of the way and I wouldn't have made it in time to get Jake to work. So it really worked out this morning, but all because of Brent. So go team. That was nice. Um, count your blessings. Look for this fucking silver lining and don't get two more cats. Just don't do it. (laughs) And keep being spicy nice because that shit gets more done. Anyway, I love you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.